Hello and welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. My name is Julie Hogbin and I am the creator of the three weekly episodes that are produced. Wealth Wednesday, the A to Z of business on Friday and a longer content piece or interview on a Monday. If you like what you hear, please share this podcast if you think it would support and help somebody else. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. And I thought today I would talk to you about common errors in judgment of people. Why that subject and why this Monday? Because over the last few weeks, I have been listening to people, talking to people, working with people, and I am aware and something has raised my awareness of the judgments that people are making of people without knowing them. Now, I have always been aware of this, as some of you will know if you've listened to previous episodes. I've been in the game of, or the business of, the game of management and leadership consultancy for over 30 years. And I have raised awareness of my own errors in judgment of people throughout that time. I can't know something and then not do it if I'm recognising it's causing me a bit of an issue or I'm going to teach it to others. So what? why do we make common errors? Why do we judge people? Because we all do it. And that's the thing to remember. We all do it. So mental cognitive biases make our judgments irrational. And we all have judgments and we all have biases. And it is our job to work out what they are and then to work out whether they support us or hinder us, and then to change them where necessary. And what our cognitive bias does, it allows us to create shortcuts. It saves us time. We have part of a picture, we have part of a story, and we make the rest up from what we think we know. So not only does our brain do it, but so does our sight and so does our hearing. Nothing works in isolation. Now, initially, that may create a shortcut because we don't consciously think about the thing that we're doing, say, in hearing, whatever that might be. But long term, those shortcuts can come back to bite us in the bottom. So we see and we hear what we want to as we think what we want to. And a lot of that is unconscious thought, unconscious seeing and unconscious hearing. And if we're not careful, we become a one-sided, blinkered individual. We've evolved to use shortcuts in our thinking, which are often useful. But cognitive bias means there's a kind of short circuit going on which causes us to lose objectivity. So why do we short circuit? I come up very quickly with a list of 13. So why do we short circuit? Because we don't know any better. Because we do know better and don't care. Because it's what we've always done. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because it is quicker. Because those around us do. Because those before us did. Because it's an it's easy to not think because self-awareness can be scary, because change is difficult, because we do not accept personal responsibility 
And this is a key one because nobody else made us aware that we do. So it's because, because, because. And those first initial 11 were really easy for me to come up with. So please add any more you can to the list for yourself. And a bonus. Two bonuses, in fact. Why do we cognitively bias? Because we love gossip. We especially love gossip when the communication strands are poor. And because we want to belong. We want to belong to our existing tribe. Now, I have a list here of 20 common biases. Some are very well known, some will be less well known. Some you probably already use and some you probably don't, some you may be aware of and some you may not be aware of. And I want you to think about whether these are definitely absent, so you don't do this thing. They are possibly present, you may do it on occasions, but you're not sure you need to think about it or they're definitely present. You, you're hearing me describe this and you know you do it. So let's go with the first two, halo and horns. Now, a lot of this work has come out from around performance management, appraising people, um, doing supervisions, those types of things. This is where a lot of this work has come from. It includes bias. It's deep psychological stuff, some of it. But it includes um, recruitment, appraisals, performance reviews, supervisions, whatever you want to call it. It involves, it can interfere with every interaction we have with another human being. That's personal relationships, business relationships. It cuts across any sector and any relationship. So I know this is a conscious leadership podcast and I know a lot of this work comes from business for business. And of course it relates to everything else as well. There is nothing that sits in isolation. So halo and horns. Halo, um, where you appraise someone highly in all aspects because one of one outstanding characteristic. Now, what I'm also going to say, and you work out for the ones that you uh, want to, and I will say it, these can be generational. So we can inherit some of these biases. And that is really important to remember. They're not really ours. We've been given them. And because we don't think about them, we continue the bias all the way through our life. And of course, horns is appraising someone poorly in all aspects because of one negative characteristic. Now, halo and horns can also relate to the first impressions you receive of someone. As in halo, they're good, horns, they're bad. It is how you enter as well as how you leave a room, a conversation, an interaction. It's the first and last that create and leave the impression. So please think about that for what that means for you and, and how you do things. Confirmation. We all favour ideas that confirm our existing beliefs and what we think we know. What we try to do is find sources that justify what you believe, what we believe, what I believe about the subject. So we confirm our bias, we make ourselves right. And this is where our self-concept 
is really important. Again, can be generational. Surface. Appraising only the more obvious and desirable elements at the expense of the less easily defined, but nevertheless important elements. Service, surface bias, nearly said that, is where we're not willing to dig deeper. So we're not willing to go beneath the surface. Again, can be generational. How do you deal with conflict or perceived conflict? Leniency. Appraising individuals more highly than they deserve. And on a beware of this one, beware of becoming aware of this and then overcompensating. So letting people off the hook because it's an easy thing to do. Works both ways. In-group, unfair favouring of someone from your own group, favouring and protecting those similar to you, particularly with respect to kinship and the promotion of one's own line. Think about this one. Again, can be generational. Central tendency, this is where we're going to score people, if you like. Avoiding the high and low extremes on a rating scale and concentrating scores in the middle. Sitting on the fence and not making sound, objective decisions. There's a lot of reasons why people do this. Contrast. Using personal standards as the reference point. The individual is judged in contrast to your personal standards. This is huge. So think about your own personal standards versus the organisational standard or other people's standards. The previous episode dealt with this one in more detail. Affinity. Appraising more favourably if the individual is perceived as being similar to you and assuming standards are wrong when they are different to you. Overall. Prejudging overall improvement or deterioration in performance and subsequently rating individual factors to comply with this prejudged overall result. So it's like a blanket. And maybe that's a better word for that one. So it's a blanket prejudge of all of somebody's performance, both for good and for bad. Recency, being over-influenced by recent events either favourably or unfavourably, instead of considering fully the whole period. So thinking about appraisals, performance review, supervision. Supervision. So recency, you're considering very recent events rather than the last, so as an example, the last month rather than the last 8, 10, 12, maybe even two years. So one thing has a bigger effect than it, needs to have. Differential, appraising less accurately when the behaviour being evaluated is unfavourable rather than favourable. And in this one, potentially scared to provide the constructive feedback or to broach the subject. Spillover, allowing the past to influence the present rather than the reality of the situation, both positively and negatively. Blank spot. Failing to recognise certain types of defects 
because they're also your defects or because you do not know you have a bias. Negative, avoiding negative appraisal because of the perceived likely difficulties can be generational and it does link to the fight flight response. And as a manager of people, if, if you are listening to this, this is one you cannot do. You have to provide fair and honest appraisals. Naivety, accepting other people's opinions about the individual without due consideration. Listening to hearsay and not investigating for yourself and allowing others' views to influence you. Coincidence, being overly influenced by easily observable events, for instance, a lucky break. Attributional, they've got some wonderful titles, haven't they? Um, tendency to take much more account of the situational circumstances in explaining your own behaviour, especially when we've been less than successful than we do in it in explaining other people's behaviour. Self-serving. We attribute successes and positive outcomes to our doing. We bask in our own glory when things go right. But when we face failure and negative outcomes, we tend to attribute these events to other people or contextual factors outside of ourselves. Knowledge. When you truly understand a new piece of information, it becomes obvious to you. You can assume to also know this information and without self-awareness and reflection, we can stay ignorant about all areas of life. So humans, all of you listening to this, you like your world to make sense. If it didn't, you would have no routine to fall back on and you would have to think harder to contextualize new information. When there are gaps in your knowledge or gaps in your thinking with how you understand things, you will fill those gaps in with what, to you, intuitively makes sense. And if no one challenges you, it reinforces your existing thoughts. Many of our generational influences we do not question as they're deep-rooted and unknown to us. There are cultural differences from area to area, let alone country to country, and, in, and an advancement in one area or country is not always replicated across others, areas or countries. Culture's a powerful thing for good and not so good at times. So please remember, no one knows everything. No one is perfect. We are all a work in progress if we choose the path to progress. Our minds make connections to consolidate our own personal understanding of the world. It is easy to see how people process vague information and interpret it in a manner that makes it personal and specific to them. We all do it until we know better. And given our egocentric na nature, yes, we all have one, along with our desire for nice, neat little packages and patterns, lack of conscious thought and short-circuiting, when we process vague information, we hold on to what we deem meaningful to us and discard what is not. Simply, we process information we think is specifically tailored to us 
regardless of doubt, it saves us thinking. Our decision-making process through bias helps us stave off decision fatigue. So make our judgments irrational and we do not know any better. Remember, we make thousands of decisions every day, some more important than others. And if we thought about every decision all of the time, we would be exhausted all of the time. So please make sure that the decisions that really matter are made on reflective judgment and conscious thinking, not on bias. Please consciously lead yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please contact me on any one of the social media channels. I'm on most of them, including Clubhouse and YouTube, and my books are on Amazon. If you would like a topic discussed, please tell me. And if you have found this information useful, please share and please leave a review.